Imperial soldiers in Xeon, so we are certain to be victorious in this war! What's up, Scum Buckets, and welcome to Scum Talk, the official Fetty Scum post show, now appearing right smack dab in the RSS feed. I am your host, as always, The White Shadow, and tonight we are joined by the duo behind Season three's first bonus episode, Grand Jamino, Matt and Dallas. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey, uh, I got allergies. What up? Hello. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Good. That's awesome. Because we are covering season three, episode two, episode three, and the bonus episode, Gran Jamino. That's a lot to get through. Yeah, well, it looks like we're going to have to get through it fast. Kind of like this little uh, rundown I got for you guys. But before we go any further, let me give you some programming reminders. Stress test this Wednesday, the second, Privet Glade Part 2. Keep your earballs open. Another banger coming straight your way. And if you haven't already, go subscribe to the Patreon so you can listen to Grand Jamino, the first bonus episode from Season 3 featuring our two boys here going over what happened in the interim between Season 1 and Season 3 that brought Holden and Madgun together as a mercenary team. I'm super biased, but I honestly think it's it's probably some of the best bonus work we've ever done. Yeah, I think so, too. I say we like I had anything to do with it. I, I was like, hey, that's a good idea. And then I gave him a thumbs up. My mission was done there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we're going to go through a little recap. After the recap, we're going to hit you with the Q&A questions coming exclusively from our patrons over on Discord. And then a sit-down one-on-one-on-one, a little inside the actor studio, actor on actor on actor, where we're going to sit down and kind of get in uh, get in each other's heads a little bit about the process and what everything's been like, a little bit more of a meta level. And then I think we're going to call that a Scum Talk episode. Gentlemen, how does that sound to you? That sounds fun to me. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. With that, let us transition right into the recap. And... Not yet. Trends. Not yet. Hold. Wait. And transition. All right. Starting with episode two. The Mercs make their way into Francesca along with their target and their target's targets. After disguising up a bit, the crew look out for the AU contact Nikki Adler in Cafe Vita. Showing up 30 minutes early, time must be killed. Holden peruses some literature. Cornelius Wolf, a.k.a. Corndog, <laughs> presses Bashir about the Enhanced Human Project, and Madgun spots Lone Star some cash so he can spring for Choco Tacos for Capri. Hey, Madgun, can I borrow some money? I gotta get some ice cream for Capri. She, she needs it, her blood sugar, you know. How many years has it been? Like three? Yeah, something like that. We're right back at it, buddy, you and me. Thanks for reminding me about that. After receiving the signal, 
Adler informs Holden and the rest that they do indeed have a tail, they were followed. Thus, they won't be getting paid until the tail is dealt with. In order to start making their way out of the colony, the gang must make their way first to Shell Beach. Cinco and Caprice slink through the crowds and security in the hotel lobby. Madgun tells security he needs to get to the beach. His family is there. I'm like, hey, you need to move. My family's on the beach. All right, just uh, just go real quick. Come right all back, right, okay? No problem. It's for your own I, safety, I, all right? I know how to be safe. <laughs> and Holden comes up and asks if his moldy carrot-looking dad has made his way through down to the beach. Hey, have you seen my, my father, my senile father? He just came by here. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's always trying to get oh to the beach, God. but last time he did that, he almost drowned. Did you see him? <laughs> Wait, what did he look like? He was old, ginger, looked like a moldy carrot. God, uh, yeah, go go right ahead. Just go. Just He's go. on the just, beach. Just no, just go. Just go. Jesus just go. Christ. <laughs> on the beach, a hijack is flying above, scanning the beach for suspected people, namely Capri and Bashir, plus the Ayug folks. Adler gets made, and Holden takes the opportunity to relish the chance to finally be the one to admonish an Adam NPC. After Adler whiffs a rocket, Corndog grounds the suit into a bunch of buildings. Three smoke grenades provide enough cover for Wolf to get a missile off at a communications tower, which allows Adler to take Venus and the prisoners aboard their shuttle while the mercs head to their mobile suits. That is episode two. Did I miss anything? I don't know. I don't, I don't even remember recording episode two. <laughs> <laughs> that was so long ago. We need to start recording these a lot sooner. No, I think it's cool. You guys finally got a little like uh, leeway instead of being like, guys, we have an episode due. Our homework's due in four days. We have to record <laughs> soon. Let's get Shadow to give us the cliff notes quick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With that, let's go on to episode three. Episode three opens with Mad Gun chasing after a Hyzak, and that kicks off our battle. Everyone does some badass stuff and has cool lines. Yeah, eat poon, eat. motherfucker. That's what I say eat. in its comms. Eat poon? Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. Thanks. Uh, uh, I like you, that. You successfully poon <laughs> off his shield. Back on the St. Sebastian, Lieutenant Venus pulls Bashir aside while waiting for his GM to be ready for launch and inquires about what supplies and things they may need to care for Capri properly before beginning the process of rastifying Bashir. <laughs> we did do that. Capri pulls the Gundam classic, hijacking a mobile suit, and from there on, we have ourselves a good old-fashioned mobile suit combat episode. Not much plot to recap here, just great jokes and intense action. Post-skirmish, everyone meets back up on the St. Sebastian. They meet Lon Dak, the pilot whose mobile suit Capri had jacked. More tickling of Bashir happens, and then they all head to the bridge to meet the captain. Captain Tom, the janitor, which Whoa. was a super hype moment for me. I fucking loved that. That was so sick. Back sharply notes the contract clause he snuck in that states if backup is more than five minutes late, their pay gets bumped another 20%, all of which is coming out of Cinco's paycheck. Then we are treated to one of the greatest things ever to come out of Dead Set Media, Wolf's Evil Haro. Merch coming soon. I fucking love Evil Haro so much. Haro, Haro. <laughs> I can't even do it without laughing. It's too good. Finally, Tom, the captain janitor, offers them another contract to supplement their pilot roster until they reach their destination, a repair dock. Tom and Cinco meet up to discuss Cinco's read on the ship's new boardies, and Capri gets an object of approval. 
a happy face sticker from Captain Tom. And that was, unless I missed something, gentlemen, episode three. Did I get it all? There was a there was a few details you missed. Some minute details. I mean, we'll forgive you, I guess. What did I miss? I ain't telling you. You have to figure it out on your own. Damn it. Listeners, if you want to help Shadow find out what he missed, <laughs> go listen to the episode over again right now. Yeah, go back and listen to the episode again and then come back and listen to my recap again and then uh, tweet at us on 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 Twitter X, uh, whatever it's called by the time this come out and let us know what we goofed up. Push that engagement, baby. Speaking of pushing engagement, I think we transitioned right on over to the Patreon exclusive Q&A segment. What do you think, gentlemen? Hell yeah. <laughs> Good job, Matt. Let's do it. Y'all ready to answer some questions or what, baby? That's the main reason I'm here. Hell yeah. All right. Well, then I'll see you guys on the other side of this transition. All right. And we are back with the Q&A segment. Questions coming straight from our patrons over on Discord. If you want to be able to ask questions to anybody on the cast when they appear on Scum Talk, patreon.com slash deadsetmedia. Join us over there today. Having said that, let's go through some questions from the community. Gentlemen, brace yourselves. All right, this one comes from our loyal listener patron, Shu. Shu, not anime, Spooky Mulder asked Dallas, now that you've stepped back into the shows of Holden, how do you feel playing him with his slightly more mature attitude? Slightly? I, I just didn't know that I was playing a more mature. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess reading. older. Yes, yes. Holden is definitely older in this series. Um, he might, he might've picked up on the fact that I'm trying to play Holden a slight bit more confident or competent, not confident. Sorry. Yeah, no, I've, I've been enjoying Holden a lot more this season. I feel like, uh, I've been making a lot better decisions than I did in the first season and I'm not having to like, you know, come off of a certain person's death. So that's, that's always a plus. Alleged death. Alleged death, yeah. Just wait, wait till you'll be asking me how uh, you know what it's like to play co-pilot now that he's a more mature character. <laughs> Pretty soon, I can't wait. Oh man, it's gonna be sick, Matt. Yes, Mad Gun seems a bit more willing to go on now. What happened in the time between first scumdom and Zeta scumdom that helped him get his act together? Um, probably you know the flower shop. If I had to like put uh, a finger on it. And, like, not having anything really to do. I mean, we all read the cards. He's not the most creative person, you know? <laughs> yeah, he also had his good friend Holden to, you know, help him mature. They matured with no, each other. I, I wouldn't attribute him <laughs> to being a, a factor. I think being a caretaker kind of makes you, uh, you know, grow up a little when you have to, like, I guess you were always, Madgum was always taking care of someone. I guess that's not a good uh, good analysis. Yeah, yeah, but I've I've noticed that too about uh Mad Gun. He is he is a little he has a little bit more pep in his step, you know. He does seem like he has a little more will to live. Maybe maybe it was like uh, his all that all the shitty parts of the one year war like so far behind now. Just maybe a little less baggage. Maybe, but I mean, I could definitely fix that. I'll tone it down for future episodes. No, 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 no. Don't worry. Let's let it happen naturally. Adam's going to throw some natural baggage on us pretty soon. 
without getting too deep into it or too personal, I have personally seen an older people, probably about as old as Mad Gun is in Gundam years, but in real life. So like, you know, in their 70s and 80s. Uh, but I have seen what renewed purpose and drive can do to somebody. I have seen the renewed will to live in older people. And it truly, it's a real thing. It really does like revitalize people. It's real shit. Mm-hmm. But I find that it is usually when they have something to hold on to or latch on to, you know, I think it's that list list kind of feeling of like, I don't really have anything that makes it easier to be like, I don't care. But as soon as you have like a best buddy, like Holden and a, and a flower shop, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I want to keep this going. I want to see the sequel to today. You know, today two is probably going to be sick. And then today three, you'll probably be sick, you know? Yeah. Uh, plus, you know, mercenary work is awesome. You know, you just fucking <laughs> ride around and kick ass and get paid. It's pretty, pretty cool. I think good old time uh, for both of you. This is still from show. We'll start off with Matt. Was it easy to get back into character or did it take some trying? Is it really a character if it's how I feel on the inside? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to think about that. That was a question for me. I felt like, damn, that's a good question. That was method acting this whole time. He's like, is Mad Gun character or am I Mad Gun? Yeah, pretty much. You know, it, it, am I a part of him or is he a part of me, really? Damn, that's hash brown deep, dude. Dallas? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had to laugh. Fuck. I'll get better. I'll get better at this. Holden is just me. I've been him the whole time. No. Uh, <laughs> Dallas isn't even really my name. It might have been a little harder to get back into Holden, but I, th- I think D's knots from Midland IA and Days. Cops 1 case was pretty much a very similar character, so I, I didn't really have a big break. I was I was playing this character throughout all of season two. Hey, he's one of the top two cops in the world. Yeah, yeah I guess so. At least the voice. <laughs> Different attitudes, but same voice. So, you know, not too hard. Hey, you know what, though? I do think recently some of the sorry listeners, I'm hijacking your segment. It's my show. Um, But I think that recently with some of the whole like catching people on the contract stuff, I think I think these knots has like a hold on a little bit, Bofa. You know, he's got that element to him. That's true. That's true. I I guess I was able to uh, incorporate some of uh, these's seriousness into holding. I think you're doing great, buddy. I love it. But this isn't about me. This is about the listeners, listeners and patrons like College of Vanity. College of Vanity wants to know Dallas and Matt did Holden and Mad Gun share a bed in Grand Gemino. Yes. No. What? <laughs> I had a couch. What? He slept on the couch. We slept on the couch, right? No, you <laughs> slept on the couch. Who was that? <laughs> no, that, I like that. I'm just stoked. Holden didn't have to sleep on the floor. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, Holden's on the couch like, wow, Mad Gun really has warmed up to me. I'm on a couch. <laughs> this is great. Not sleeping on a dead cow carcass. Sorry, spoiler alert. Won't get too much into that. We got a question from patron Captain Rowan. Rowan wants to know, Dallas, how unfair is it that Adam denied you your Rick Act guy but gave the Titans high Zox? It's pretty fucked up. Zox don't belong in space. That guys belong in space. You're telling me. I agree. Matt. Yes. Since you don't listen to Fetty Scum, what do you think happened in season two? Okay. Uh, I do have an answer for this. So Adam did some stuff 
Uh, probably added another Twink character, like we needed another one of them. Probably two, knowing <laughs> Adam. Um, he brought one back. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. So, two Twink characters. I want to say Cat played a younger character, based off of what I know of Capri. I'm going to say Fern played basically the same character. Uh, <laughs> he's pretty He's pretty on point so far, Dallas. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm going to say Zach also played pretty much the same character. Uh, there's a, lo- no, there's you, a little you, bit you, of you wrong. It, it definitely okay. is like maybe like if, you know, if Lone Star was another 40 years older, but. 40 yeah. years old. Okay. Well, shenanigans. Um, yes. People died that people didn't want to die. Yeah. Something with stickers, because apparently uh, Capri has like a sticker fetish or something. (laughs) (laughs) Really good at context clues. I was just going to say, Matt's really strong with context clues. Holy shit. Um, This is good. I like playing playing the crossword. (laughs) Hell yeah, it's pretty accurate. Sarah Farr, Mandalore, wants to know, when Rast Marco? Uh, It's not really our decision, but uh, now he's in there now. (laughs) There he goes. (laughs) (laughs) i hope he doesn't come back if he does come back i hope he comes back deformed you know like just utterly grotesque just like like we want to put him out of his misery type shit you know if he comes back badass like he's got like fingerless gloves and like a bandana you know what I mean? Oh, and like Adam uses his masculine voice. Yeah, he uses his, his fucking voice. his balls down voice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone. It's me, Rast Marco. That'd be pretty cool. Could have some fun with that, I think. Turns around. He doesn't even turn around. He just shoots two people behind him. Two people coming around the corner. I'm here to save you. Kept you waiting, huh? All right. We got a question from cast member Furrin, race car boy. Matt, what did you have for dinner? Or if you haven't had dinner yet, what will you be having for dinner? Yesterday I had pork chops with gravy, green beans, and not green beans, uh, fuck butter beans and um, mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Today I will be having hamburger. Excellent. Nice. I'm sure he meant to ask me too, but you know he forgot. So I'll be having chicken katsu. You know, I got you for it. Don't worry about it. Patron Haro Death Ray, aka Jason Day Athen Rye, wants to know, Matt, why don't you call me anymore? I miss you. Um, I don't have your number, but if I did, I may call you. I don't really like talking to people. Fair enough, fair enough. We're gonna pivot a little bit. We got something new over here for you. We got a question from Kara Karakara, Dallas. What's it like? Hell on earth. Next. Patron Aerolith wants to know. Dallas, why won't Adam answer his door? I've been here for three days. Uh, why are they asking me? Am I the keeper of his door? Did I make his door? Do I have access to his ring doorbell? Am I looking at you right now? What are you doing? Maybe Arrow has the insight info. It's like Dallas makes most of the shit happen behind the scenes. So I <laughs> just get straight to the hey, let me cut through the fat. I'll just get right to Dallas. Dallas, what's up with this Adam's door situation? Look, if you want to talk to Adam, show up at his house unannounced. I'll give you his address. Just DM me, okay? (laughs) This is going out to the public. That's crazy you said that. (laughs) You're about to get so many DMs. Three colon Siege, a.k.a. Siege Fault, wants to know, Matt, how's the geology survey gig going? 
Are you planning on utilizing your knowledge of rock composition to back Adam into a corner about the physical stability of an asteroid when it's used for cover in a gunfight? Was this a bonus episode thing? No, I, uh, I, I, you remember that old bit I used to do in the commercials where I gave you a random job? Yes. I did it like one other time recently and I made you like, like studying rocks. Yes. So when Adam decides that asteroids aren't made up of X, Y, or Z, I'm going to hit him with a big fact check and be like, yeah, you're stupid and get wrecked, kid. That'll destroy him. (laughs) That'll make his ego like non-existent. That's a big ego. That's a lot to unexist. There's going to be an ego vacuum in the world after that point. It's going to suck us all in. The average, the average head is going to get bigger by 2% to compensate across the world. Mm. <laughs> the universe always strives for balance after all. Siege has a follow-up question. Dallas, no notes. Keep being the best editor and giving me weird-ass mobile suits to draw. I guess a quick question is, are you jealous of Furin's evil but cross through Haro? So am I jealous as a human? No, because I own that now. That is my property. <laughs> it's part of my property. franchise. <laughs> um, Holden definitely is uh, pretty jealous. I'm going to have to bake that into some scenes. Maybe he steals it. I don't know. You guys give me some suggestions. Yeah. You guys come up with some good ideas for once. <laughs> Community. <Yeah. laughs> Tired of being the one to make you laugh. You make me laugh for a change. I'm just kidding. You know, our community actually uh, full of talented, entertaining people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. We got another question. A checkered past, a.k.a. ACP, wants to know, Dallas, what got you interested in doing any sort of audio editing and AV work? Uh, thought it'd be cool. You know, I did that. I did that sort of stuff in high school. And, you know, when you're like having to be put out in the real world and you have to pick a job, you might as well do shit that you like. So most of my life was, you know, trying to do shit like that. And luckily I do. I do that stuff. You do be doing that shit. I do sometimes do that shit. Don't worry, Matt. We're getting to you. We're getting to you. Don't worry. We got some material for you. But but first, star emoji space star emoji wants to know Dallas. What is it like being one of my cat's favorite Fetty Scum members? That's an honor. I love it. I love your cat. My cat now. Ha 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 Give him to I'm me. I'm sorry, but that is the rules of the universe. That's how that works. Your cat has given himself to me. It is my cat now. Does that make CJ my cat? Nope. Damn it. Kara <laughs> Karakara has another question. Dallas and Matt, we're going to start with you, Matt. Do you acknowledge that people sincerely think you are talented and enjoy your work? character performance, editing, Discord presence, etc. Or is there something you feel holds you back from admitting to yourselves that you're two pretty cool dudes? Matt, let's hear from you first. No, I, I don't genuinely believe people enjoy my any of that. Sorry, Kara, only only losers think think highly of themselves. So no. <laughs> I must be the biggest loser on the planet then. <laughs> hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna mention it, okay? I appreciate you guys letting me hang out with you. <laughs> Thanks. Despite that. No, you guys, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. You guys are all right. Don't worry. We we just put on this facade. It's kind of like fishing. You know, we're fishing for compliments. No, we suck, man. Oh, no. Wish someone would tell me I was cool, but whatever. You don't have to, I guess. If you're feeling sympathetic, maybe listen to our shitty little podcast or whatever, I guess. Some people say it's okay, but who knows? Oh, no. They're probably just being nice to me. Nah, you guys kick ass. Stop being modest. 
Modesty's for Pendejos, and you guys are my Penday bros. All right. I don't want to hear it. Patron user Space wants to know, Matt, did you ever think you were going to be in this podcast for this long? No. If not. Are, no. Are you happy your character has stuck around? No. For as long no. as he has? No. 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 Ten episodes. I was told ten episodes. It won't even make it ten. Probably nine. I said, okay. 400 fucking episodes like an actual Gundam season later. Here I fucking am. And yet you keep coming back when we ask you. Curious. It's all right. I can't complain. I like hanging out with Adam and Dallas and Kat and Zach, even though they never talk to me. I call you all the time. I called you the other day, I think, didn't I? We'll skip that. Next next one. <laughs> hey, listen, you got to think about it. It's a numbers game, right? If Adam's a gambling man, he was just playing the numbers game because most of our projects don't make it past <laughs> You know, I mean, hey, nine, I was like ten. 10 episodes of something. That's a lot. That's a big order. You were just being, you were just being realistic. Yeah. How many brospheres are there? There's three, four, four. Yeah. Justice place. One, two. Yeah. yeah. That's part I mean, one and two. you know, at that point he was right until stress test went on to season two and Fatty Scum's got like yeah. 400 episodes now. Things like to die. Things are hard too, so you, you need a lot of lot of positive encouragement to like keep going. So you know that's all you guys. You guys are the reason Matt's miserable. Congratulations. Yeah, nice fucking work, everyone. Damn, do you guys consider this like a like a DSM project? Because then this has outlasted a lot of them, but this is kind of like just a derivative. I consider it takes takes about as long as to edit. I'll put as much work into it. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I outlasted fucking brosphere. That's crazy. You know how much less production effort we put into this? Well, I don't know. Dallas, how much more work is it to edit brosphere versus this? A little bit. A little bit? About double, I would say. Damn. That's what I bring to the table is efficiency, baby. Mm. Speaking of efficiency, A Checkered Pass wants to know, Matt, how do you feel about the moldy carrot emoji that has been made for Mad Gun this season? I haven't really been paying attention to it. I mean, I guess it doesn't bug me. Kind of endearing, right? Sure. There it's you like go, buddy. you you embrace stuff like that. Fern gets all bitchy about his corn dog emoji that people like to use. Because Fern's not a corn dog; he's a horn dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ACP had another one that I missed. Follow up. What has been the one thing you've been most proud of editing to date, Dallas? Shit, I read this like a few days ago and I was like, I should really think of something for this question. <laughs> and I didn't. Um, Elk says, and why is it Midland IA? I think Midland IA is a good contender. Uh, that G Gundam finale was a lot of work and I think it turned out really well. Uh, every finale we do, I, uh, I'm pretty proud of. There's too many. They're like they're like my babies. I'm not gonna pick a favorite. What's got what are you guys doing? I mean, there's some there's some ones I don't like. What's one you don't <laughs> like? Uh, there's some episodes I really phone in it. I don't love them so much. I don't even remember them. Okay, I don't yeah, even yeah. remember my child's faces at that point. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Those ones were mistakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Patron Periphery Dweller wants to know, Matt and Dallas, is there any remaining tension slash anxiety between Mad Gun and Holden over the season one incidents, or have they moved past that after working together for so long? I don't. I don't want to speak for Matt. I would. I would think at least with Holden that uh, it's been so long that they have 
way much more time together as partners than they had of that initial uh, incident. So I would say there's no more tension, at least on Holden's side. Uh, I'd say uh, Mad Gun would have buried the hatchet. I mean, it's not like he really did anything to affect Mad Gun in any significant way, so... Eh, it's, eh. It's, hatchet's buried. There might be a, you know, maybe if like things got heated, they got in a really bad argument, one might throw it at the other, or you know, maybe. But even then, I don't think it's really something that actually would ever come up. Sorry if you wanted some drama. We're not, we're not good at drama. Okay, we make dick jokes. <laughs> Put that on a fucking t-shirt. We're not good at drama. We make dick jokes. Dead set media. Dallas Welk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that on the top of the HR uh, fucking banner, dude. Every mm. new new hire printout at DSM is going to have that at the top. We don't do <laughs> drama. <laughs> we make, we make dick dick jokes. jokes. And after that, it's going to be don't be a bitch. <laughs> Dallas, Periphery Dweller wants to know exclusively from our Discord, which you can get access to at patreon.com slash deadsetmedia. How does Holden feel about being in a GM? Um... Holden Holden's never been one for too much of allegiance, and uh, I, as a human person in this real world, don't know much. Don't know the stigma behind GM. Is there one? I know Zanny had a big stigma. Holden really liked his aquatic shit. You know, he yeah, liked he does his like robots. his aquatic shit. Yeah, so, uh, I think that's what he's. I think that's what Periphery's going for. Is like, you know, if you're a mercenary and you could pick anything, Rick Act guy all day, right? Yeah, and I guess his GM is pirate themed, so he's content, you know. Still aquatic. Still aquatic. It's pretty much he dressed his GM like a at guy, so he's happy. Do you like the water a lot? Is that your thing or what? I never have gotten that vibe from me or Holden. Shit, that's a good question. Oh my god. Oh, this is getting deep, so deep. Just like this question for Matt. Matt, does Mad Gun ever miss flying his tin cod? All the time. I mean, sure, being in a, a mobile suit's fun, but, you know, being in the air like a bird, flying free, that's that's what men really want. I just wanted to do some loops. He's got these fucking legs to deal with. Our next question comes from patron AB. AB wants to know, Matt and Dallas, if you were both at the beach, who would be the coolest dude? Probably Matt. I think Matt would have a better beach swagger than I would. I don't like the beach. Oh, really? I mean, sometimes that's its own aesthetic, you know? The guy who just is at the beach but doesn't want to be at the beach. I don't know. I I don't like the beach. I think you win by default there, bud. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. We voted. You're the winner. Damn. Patron Logic Block asks, Given Mad Gun's preference for piloting jets, is he salivating at the thought of all those Grips-era transforming suits? I don't know what that is. Uh, a lot of those suits and the uh, Zeta uh, can transform into jets so they could go fast in one direction. Okay, I'm going to uh, reiterate this one more time, not in a hateful way. The only Gundam uh, I've actually seen is uh, MS-8 Team and G Gundam, and I don't watch the rest of it. But you watch the original, though, right? Uh, I yeah. watched part of it, and then I fell asleep. Yeah, fair enough. I was there for that. ACP wants to know a question for both Matt and Dallas. Have you noticed that you two have organically made an approximation of the buddy cop dynamic of Lethal Weapon for your relationship between Holden and Mad Gun? No, but now I do. It was effortless. Yeah, we didn't even try that. 
That's just what happens when you're uh, so in tune to media. Media literacy through the roof. You got to mm-hmm. just make it happen naturally. That natural swagger. Yep. Logic Block wants to know if Mad Gun was down on his luck and Holden had a successful business to take him in, what would that dynamic look like? Uh, eventually, um, I would be the one owning the business. Yeah, I can imagine that. Character-wise, I can see like Holden not really doing very well, and I'm like, this is how you should do it. And then enough times of that, and it's just like, he's there... But I'm like the shadow behind the man. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like like Holden's like becomes a, a figurehead really fast. <laughs> <laughs> but he's good at the paperwork and getting his, his ducks in a row. He's got the paperwork. I just don't know if he's got the Yeah, I can imagine him taking, you know, big big business responsibilities, conceding them to someone really quick and then falling into like accountant really quick also. Right. Hey, it's important to know yourself. All I know is Holden would have uh, probably fed Mad Gun some pretty worse food. Probably wouldn't have been that great. It would have been a lot shittier. (laughs) (laughs) Elk wants to know, question for Dallas and Matt. If not for being a Gundam pilot in the UC, what kind of careers would Holden slash Mad Gun have in our modern era? What kind of guys are they? I think Holden would be an accountant, you know, segue from there. I think, uh, you know, he's good with numbers. He's kind of boring. Doesn't think too much. You ever met an accountant? They're like, they're really awkward people. They're pretty dry a lot of time. Yeah. Holden would fit in well as that. Kind of oblivious too, you know? So. Matt? Probably a farmer. It's honest work. (laughs) I can imagine that. Yeah, Yeah, I can see that. All right. Looks like we're winding down, but we got one more from College of Vanity question for both Dallas and Matt. Would you pose as my parents for a family photo? I, I would. Yeah, I don't know you, but sure. We'll be we'll be your dads. Who asked Fuck that it. question? <laughs> Our son asked that question. <laughs> daughter. Sorry, yeah, I don't know. Let's go with, I would do it. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, if you up your Patreon subscription, yeah, sure. we got to make a uh, pose in as your family <laughs> um, tier. Hey, thirty five bucks a month. If you ever need one or two of us to come out and pose in a family photo, we got you. Hell yeah. Just pay for all of the travel expenses. Oh, yeah. You got to pay for everything and a per diem. Yeah. And you got to have the $35 a month tier. But you do all that. For sure. We got you. Yeah. Just uh, DM us for a writer. It'll have all the information. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to. That's your responsibility. So it's all cut and dry. Yeah. We'll make it happen. (laughs) Dallas is like falling into his character. Aster wants to know, Matt, how many times has Adam threatened consequences for your shit posting? Too many times, but it won't be it won't be much longer. Oh, <laughs> that sounds creepy. Oh, that's ominous. Uh, all right. All right. Jaganati, Minofsky enthusiast, wants to know question for Dallas. What's the sickest groove Holden has ever gotten down to? Uh a classic song called Return of the Mac. By Mark Morrison. That's that's it. That's a classic. Holden's pretty white. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good good pick, though. Not a bad pick at all. Logic Block wants to know, is there something Holden is secretly hyper-competent at, but he thinks it's just some normal skill everyone has? Um, No, I don't think so. I think the only thing he's pretty competent at is, uh, like, bureaucracy, paperwork, shit like that. And... 
he he I think he's pretty aware. He he takes a lot of pride. It kills him that he didn't, you know, have the right postage for his uh, you know, special letter that he was supposed to send out in the bonus episode that you could find out and listen to by subscribing to patreon.com slash deadsetmedia. Nice pitch. Hell yeah. Thanks. Now I don't think this is a question that's meant for the show, but I'm just gonna let's just go ahead and get it on wax. Fern, cast member Fern wants to know, is Fern's not a patron, is he? No, I don't think he's ever contributed anything. His, his question shouldn't count. His question shouldn't count. <laughs> they shouldn't go in. Sorry, Fern. Hey, I still pledge a dollar, so I'm a patron. <laughs> My questions count. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cast member Fern wants to know, Matt, when will you and I start the revolution to wrestle away control of this from Adam? For context for the listener, they're talking about the discord soon brother six semper tyrannus dallas will you join us or are you prepared to meet your maker by adam's side um i don't know it's a little weird that you think adam controls all of this <laughs> he's just a figurehead <laughs> he's just a figurehead but uh yeah i i'll concede to a new figurehead sure i don't give a fuck <laughs> You're like, whatever <laughs> dude out with it all <laughs> And with that, I think that wraps up all of our Q&A segment. All of our questions coming straight from our patrons over on Discord. Gentlemen, thank you so much for allowing yourselves to be accessed by our community. Hell yeah. Let us move on to the one-on-one-on-one sit-down interview. Gentlemen, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Ready. And transition. All right, and unfortunately, since it's been a while, we actually had so many questions in our Q&A segment that we're going to have to table these questions for the one-on-one-on-one for now until we revisit these gentlemen again. But I want to once again thank you, Dallas. Thank you, Matt, taking your time out, coming to talk to me, talk to the public. Do you have anything, any parting words you'd like to share with the audience? Don't drink and drive. Yeah, don't drink and drive unless yeah, don't it's water. Drink and drive. Yeah, or maybe like a soda. Hydrate those cheeks so you'll lose them. That's what my grandma used to say. Well, then, thank you so much, gentlemen, again. And you know what? RSS feed audience, I'll come up with a more curt and uh, cuter nickname for you guys later. But for now, y'all have been the public audience. I've been your host, as always, The White Shadow. Dallas and Matt have been our guests. And all together, we are out. Bye. In this a sneak peek of Zeta Scum's first bonus episode, Grand Jamino. Fuck you, Fetty Scum! Sixion! Bastard Sixion! Uh, bad gun, who, who are those guys? Fucking Zeon role players. It's your fucking fault. It's not my fault. What do you mean my fault? Together, what's on the sign of your flower shop? The one year rose. This is a flower shop. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a flower shop. Yeah, so I was looking for something for Mother's Day. 
let me recommend you a good cactus. So I have been ship hopping. Mm, the stowaway life. Oh. Jack, you see holding back. <laughs> I, I'm just frozen. I reached under the table. <laughs> and I put my hand on the gun that I keep there. Shit! Fuck, 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 That's fuck. audio five, bitch! Please. I swear. I'm changed. I'm a broken man. Jack, look at me. Uh, Gether, why do you have these? I ripped the tarp off, Adam. Yeah? What's in there, Adam? It's going to be two gym twos, not customized at this moment. I don't have anything to lose. I can do this. I just, are you sure you kind of had, you know, other than your shop, you can rebuild, you know, you don't, I don't think there's any way back from this. Yeah, I've got contacts. Somebody will hire us. Oh. But the important question, are you ready to break stuff? Yeah, let's fucking do it. Dead, dead medium. Good.